Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is episode 201. Right now, I'm in a secret location in San Pedro, California. I'm like maybe like 10 minutes away from my work. I have a very, very, very special guest coming from the Carson area, man, home of the Booyah tribe, Double G. Gotta gone. What is up, homie? Hey, what's the deal, man? How you doing, Steven? Good. We chilling, man. I know. I should have brought some beers, dude. <laughs> nah, it's all good. I'm sure we can grab one of those. Nah. Oh, that's okay. I don't want to be like, yeah, I should have brought, I have a lot of good, I have a, I have a whole bunch of craft beers. I should have brought some. See, I'm not the big, I'm not the big craft beer type of guy. I some more metal like this, you know what I mean? Or like, I'll drink a little Hennessy or a little, a little, I saw little, that. little Patron, you know, I'll just be more mellow. Like, I don't know. I guess I grew my tolerance at a young age for like the alcohol you know what i mean so i just like i just more more mellow i don't really like the ipas too much like the oh you can't drink you can't drink those man nah i just don't like it's not my thing you know (laughs) not my thing you know i I don't need to be getting that fucked up no no you don't want to get too fucked up that early because there was a brewery over there uh brewery west over i get all my beers over there because i know the owners my buddy goes there a lot yeah my buddy's always talking about that place i still have to go go check it out check it out yeah but gotta come man i'm so thankful that you came on the Mega Man's podcast. I really appreciate it, man. Man, I appreciate you having me, bro. Just uh, anybody out here trying to do something like I am, start from nothing, from the ground up, I want to be a part of that. I want to help that because I know how it feels when uh, you're going through that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes to have that on your shoulders, to have people that are willing to come out and participate, I feel it. That's me. You know what the, I mean? When when you were on Tony A, Rory Radio, shots of Tony, and... Uh, you did an earlier episode a while back, and and you did a like a double header. I was like, this guy's from Carson, dude. It's like finally someone I can kind of relate to because well, there's a lot of people that want to come on, and there's some big people. It's like it's not really a good fit, but I feel like with you, you're a perfect fit. And some of the 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 music that you're putting now, when I listen to it, I like to close my eyes and really really listen to it. And the music that you're putting out is very inspiring because I can relate to it. It's from the heart. The journey that you've been through, in and out, and it—you're it, just showing love, you know. Appreciate that, yeah, man. It just—I found a way to cope. You know, my coping mechanism is music. You know, my coping mechanism, like mechanism, is like I used to be a real aggressive person, and I used to enter life like that. I used to come. That was my approach, you know. And when I got to really sit back and breathe, and uh, got, I found a comfort within myself, you know, I was able to just tap in and the music was that muse for me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I found, you know what I'm saying? And now it's just, it's just day to day, you know what I mean? Consistency, just doing doing what I have to do to uh, chase that dream. It gives me like that urge, you know? Yeah. When you ain't got nothing going on, you really ain't got nothing going on. When you have things going, you got things to look forward to, things to wake up for, you know what I mean? You gotta get to sleep early because you know you got shit to do in the morning. When you're living that, I like to call it the loose lifestyle, you know what I mean? Because living real loose, you know what I mean? Like. You don't have no standards, no structure. You don't have no nothing, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's what's got me where I'm at right now, you know? Damn. Yeah, that structure. I got, yeah, because that's where, with like me, it's like it's all about work, family, and just podcasts, you know? To me, podcasts saved my life. You know, if it wasn't for podcasts, I don't know where my life would be. You know, I used to be into mischief, get into trouble and stuff like that. So to me, like, if, if this calms you down, Podcast to me calms me down. Yeah, I feel it. I, I love it, man. I so, it. you mean I've, I want to? I want to go back because there's a lot of things like because when you're from the city of Carson and, and I used to live in Carson maybe for about a year and a half or so. We used to live in Wilmington, but when the thing, thing when the city got really rough in the early '90s and stuff, 
me and my dad was like, heck with this, you know, like my mom, we're moving to Carson. And I was like, I got homesick because Carson was the next city over, but it was nice. There was a lot of parking, but there wasn't no like violence, like people just getting killed left or right in, in, in the Harbor area. But when we moved to Carson, it was like, okay. I thought I was like, okay, am I gonna am I gonna go to Carson High and be a cult? That's what I thought. Yeah, man, the the city real spread out. That's that's the the luxury of the city. It's really spread out. And around the '90s, the Filipinos came, yes. and they started buying out the properties. So, you telling me where you used to live at, you know what I mean? It's more of one of the mellow neighborhoods, you know what I mean? But you can go two, three blocks to the left, and it gets real bad, you know what I mean? But the fact that it is so spaced out within the city, it makes it like that, you know what I mean? Don't don't get it don't don't get it twisted, you know? It has its, it has its ups and downs, you know? But that's that's what it is. And then, like I said, the Filipinos came through and they bought out the land, you know what I mean? To be honest. You know, they turned the normal houses on the neighborhoods to two-story houses. A lot of them, you know, they renovated. They put the gates around them, you know, like... And that happened within these last 20 years, you know what I mean? Like, that shit really... It's a great city, you know what I mean? I'm, me growing up, my side growing up, I have a whole different perspective. You know what I'm saying? Because we grew up in a different lifestyle, different mentality. The sheriffs didn't care for us too much, you know what I mean? I heard stories so, about that. Yeah, so we had we had a different outlook in the city, you know, but... It's a, you know, it's a tension we brought to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's a life that we chose and it's a life that we lived and we knew it came with it. But from outsiders looking in, yeah, Carson's a nice city. You know what I mean? Like you say, you live there for a year and a half. You know what I mean? It's not, not as a, it probably wasn't as repetitive actions going on every night. But you know what I mean? It, it does have its toll. You know what I mean? I was there like maybe 91. Oh, see, so yeah, bro. See, I'm young. I was born in 91. Oh, dang. Yeah, I'm 29 years old. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I wasn't... Yeah, we moved back to the hood. I was 98, 97. We were living in Lawndale. So, we were living out there till I was like seven. And then we moved back to the city. And then uh, the same month we moved back, they had, there was a murder on my block. And it was like, yeah, bro, my dad's car had uh, bullet holes in it. You know what I mean? I was oblivious to it because I played baseball. They had me real occupied growing up. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, I was real occupied. So, I mean, I remember the situation, but... I guess they never gave me enough information to dwell on it. If that makes any sense. Yes. Like, so I just kind of like remembered it as I got older, realized who the person was, who her relatives were, who, the woman who died. Like, I just started putting two and two together. Like, damn, like I was in the middle of all this. You know what I'm saying? So it gets deep. Yeah, man. That's, that's, it's deep. You know, like right now there was an incident in Long Beach with uh, one of the street vendors. You know, it was getting harassed. And all of a sudden, you know, like the the officers came and that like, okay, you're gonna save me and help me. But also, the the fucked up about it, the officer gave him a ticket for nine hundred dollars. Yeah, you know how they try to do it. They try to play both sides. You know what I mean? Disturbing the peace. No, they try to, the police try to play both sides. Always, it's how they are. You know what I mean? They got the power to act any way they want to act, and they do it. You know what I mean? Like, talk if anybody, if any uh, occupation in this world abuses their authority, it's the police. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like. Not only did they try to come help the guy, but they 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 cited him. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, what's what's the point? Yeah. You know, I feel it. it. It's really sad, but luckily, there's some good people who are gonna pay that ticket. I saw the Tito, the Hood Santa. You know, he's gonna you know pay for that and other people and stuff like that. You know, that's it's kind of, it's really kind of messed up. No, yeah, I feel it. Um, the whole street vendor thing, you know, like I guess people people gonna hate me for saying this, but it's been happening my whole life, bro. I robbed fucking ice cream trucks. You know, we've all, it, it's normal. The world's so soft these days. Not, I'm not condoning it, but this shit's been happening my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I, I went to prison. I try to jump the gun, but I went to prison in 2014. I came home at the end of end of 16, right? Yeah. So I did about like you know I'm about like what was it, rough like 29 months, 30 months, 30 months total, I believe. You know, I did a little time. Um, the world had a big change while I was gone from those times. Uh, the course of music, the mumble rap, uh, everything really being politically correct. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, never been homophobic, anything like that. But the gays were really. Uh, it was normal, like it was like really out there, which which is all. And growing up in my days, it was all. I had lesbian homegirls growing up, you know, gay homies. Like you know, it was normal. Like we seen people at school, there was girls holding hands. Like it wasn't so. I mean, maybe not as accepted as it is now, definitely. And I understand why they stand, but the world was just changed, bro. Dudes wore man buns. Everything was just different, you know. And I feel like <laughs> man buns, damn. The whole world, I didn't see that before. I know. The whole world was different. I came home. Guys wearing tom shoes. Just, just everything, bro. And it was just like it was a big shift for me. And how I look at it is just like the the world just like went on without me. So when I came back, I was just like, man, like stuck in that mentality, like, oh damn, like what the fuck. But I, I you conform to it because it's what's going on. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. These are things that have been happening forever. Now that you guys put it on a, uh, you could, you could put it on like a, a pedestal now. You know what I mean, and blow it up. Like you know what I'm saying. Like these things have been happening. Like police brutality. You know, um, I'm, a, I'm 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 of a mixed race. You know what I'm saying. I'm mixed. I'm white, Hawaiian, Mexican. So I'm. Oh shit. Yeah, I've, I've been. I've, I've seen a little bit of all walks of life. You know what I mean. I grew up with my family's Mexican. You know what I mean. White. You know what I mean. My mother, my mother's side is white. Father's side was Mexican. My biological father is Hawaiian. Yeah. So I got a little bit of everything. You know what I mean. And uh, it's just I. I've seen it. It's been normal to me. And for the way they verbalize things and how it just comes off, like it's such the biggest deal in the world. It's like. I feel like they use that shit as distractions. To be honest. Now, Black Lives Matter stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I totally understand it. I don't do the all. I'm, you know, like of course I'm white. You know, you can see my skin color. You can totally tell that I'm a white person. Mm -hmm. But it's it just, uh, I don't do the all lives matter thing mm -hmm. because, uh, I mean, I've been a victim of a uh, police brutality because of of, of the direction, the, the way my family already was. We already had that 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 jacket on our family, so we already got that approach from the police. And you would be like, if, when you were in Carson, you the cops would oh, harass yeah. you, huh? Oh, bad. Oh yeah, my house has been raided seven times. Yeah, Damn. since I was fourteen, I'm twenty nine. I spent six and a half years in jail. Why would people, why would officers and sheriffs do that shit? Well, we were just active, bro. We were knuckleheads. We we asked for it. You know, what I mean, I'm not gonna blame them. Now, now the extent they went to, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they did a little too much. Like, mm -hmm. I think my first uh, Carson sheriff's raid was for graffiti. They came seven, eight cars deep, blocked it off, helicopter like it was a murder. You know what I'm saying? Like. They got all that money out of us because of the units that have to come out, the the helicopter mileage, all that stuff. You know, I have all the paperwork. You know what I mean? I, I had restitution. I, I couldn't do nothing growing up. I had everything restricted my whole life. I was on probation from 14 to 20. How old am I? 29. 14 to 28. 27. My whole life. Probation, parole. I never got out of probation. I graduated to parole. And then when I got out of the pen, I just I stayed out the way and I did discharge in three years. I had high control. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's back to the back to what we're talking about. It's just the world is more verbal about what's going on now. Mm -hmm. It's still not right. You know what I mean? It's not cool what happened. Yeah, like today is the one year anniversary of George Floyd's. Yeah. And also at the same that's time, that's just trash. If you watch that video, how could you treat a human like that? Yeah. 
And that's the same thing what's going on. We're not on in, in the fucking era. 18th century. We're like, what the fuck? You know, and exactly, and I hear about that stuff that's being muted, you know, and it's like, but then again, look at my skin complexion. I'm a white man. Who am I to speak up on these things? Who am I to speak up? You know what I mean? Because, you know, like, some of my ticket offensive. People around me, people that grew up with me, all races, different creeds, sexualities, all that, everybody knows me. They know where I come, how I rub off people. The world don't know that. That's how these artists get caught up in that mix because they go throw their opinion out there when they have these people watching. And you gotta step back sometimes and look shit happen. Like, you know, like uh, I think it was artist best believe in this white dude. I don't know exactly where he's from, but uh, he posted that like, you know, like I, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how it feels, but I, I'm here with you. I, I got you, you know what I mean? And, and that's all I could, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's how I feel about what's going on right now. Like. I'm Rasa, bro. My heart's Rasa. You know what I mean? You, you steal it from the vendor, but at the same time, they're stealing from the homies too. So where, where's the where's the balance? You know what I mean? It's the world just coming to a fucked up place. To be honest with you, brother. Yeah, and also the uh, like maybe with you, me, and ever anyone else, you know, people are just scared about what what you speak and what you say on social media because it might be used against you with this whole thing about this this hashtag cancel culture. No, and. The crazy, not even that. It's just people are out here telling on themselves, bro, and, and they wonder why things are happening for themselves. You know what I mean? Like you put, you get what you give, mm. and if you're putting it out there, expect the backlash. So I put positivity out there. I put hard work. I put grind, dedication, and they notice that, and that's all they have to talk about with me. You know what I mean? Like there's a balance in life, and once you understand that balance, you have to play it accordingly. When the teeter-totter goes this way, you got to go up. When it comes back down, when you come down, the other part goes up. You have to be in sync with life. You have to understand what the play, what your role is. And I feel like the internet just fucked that up in life for everybody. They don't give people the confidence to learn. They don't give people the... The world is all fucked up, bro. You know what I mean? Straight up. There's some good people out here, especially like what you're doing. Um, people who have that aura of them and they push that through their families and the generations they, they they keep that family traditions going and and there's a lot of that out there but then you have a lot of people who are just dull they're just mad at the world mad at the world you know like co-workers i, I still have a full-time job i still work a full-time job i live in california you know <laughs> what i'm saying it is what it is i have no shame in my game i have co-workers that i work with bro and they're just miserable people they're great people but you chose to be here for 30 years. You chose th this as your destiny. Don't be mad at me because I'm just passing through. And I come on Monday all happy talking about my weekend. All the cool shit that I got done in fucking 48 hours. That you guys can't even get done in a whole two, three months. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just happy and I believe in myself. Some people, you go to work and they love what they do. They just they accepted it. You know, I'm living my life. But some people just... They never found like, or like a, a widowed woman who works at, you know, I have a coworker. I'm not trying to put her out there, but like nah. a, a widowed woman, you know? And you might not initially be rude, but you can wear that shit on your shoulder and it affects people. You know what I mean? I don't like to do that. I like to just let my energy flow. I wake up every day. Growing up in jail, growing up dealing with things that you cannot control, you are taught to start tomorrow fresh, start a new day. When I was, you know, yeah, oh yeah, back in the day when I was going like to CYA and going back, I was just, I don't know, I was just, I was like my dad wasn't around and 
I, I was like, what do I do? And it's getting into trouble. When I was like locked up and everything, not like a long time, but maybe for a couple weeks, or maybe there's times maybe for one or two months, time went by slow. And what time, when time goes by slow, I think a lot. Why yeah. did I do this? Why did I do that? That And it makes you realize like, I never want to be in this place ever again. No, so just to double off that, um, one thing that I learned in jail that I always tell people something I say is like, jail, prison, camp, placements, juvenile hall, it taught me how to think about thinking. I always made rash decisions. I always was real impulsive. I just, if I said I was going to get into a confrontation with old boy and I had to do, if I seen him, I had to do it. I already said I was gonna do it. I was so stuck in that, you know what I mean? In that, in that, in that aura. When you go away, you get to look back and reflect. It was it, for me. It was prison. It was like halfway through my term, and I look back like, damn, I got nothing to show for my life. I'm a good person. I know I've touched a lot of people. I know my. I know that much. You know, like I know I'm a good person. Um, but a lot of selfish moves put me in a position where I don't have what I what what like what others would have. You know, because for me being selfish. So that was one thing that I knew I was gonna change when I got home, which I did, and it's made my life a 360 difference. You know what I mean? It's, I'm on a whole different path, but it's just sometimes like like I, that that one of the reels that I posted. You know what I mean? Short steps, long vision. You know what I'm saying? Like what Pitbull was talking about, and it's like you have to go through it, understand it, process it, and then continue. Some people have something happen, they blow up, and it's over. They don't know how to, you know what I mean? Like, they don't know how to deal with that pressure and all that stuff. Exactly. And, that, and that's the thing where sometimes when it comes to music or it becomes with podcasts, you know, take baby steps. Don't go go big and I was like, oh, then you just die off and stuff. Because I don't want to be that person where that should have, could have, would have. Yeah. And that's the thing where take my time where people tell me, oh, Mega Man, you should be doing this and this. It's like, it takes time, you know? Trust me, I get it a lot. You know what I mean? Like. My homies will sit here and tell you that I'm the hardest rapper in the world. I'm the hard, I'm harder than the motherfuckers on the radio. How am I not famous shit? All this shit, all this shit. Those dudes put that work in. They deserve that. Whether their music is better, worse, whatever it is, they put that grind, they put that work in, they put that dedication, they pulled up. In yeah. order for this podcast to happen, you have to pull up. Mm -hmm. I have to pull up. You gotta do it. You gotta be there. You gotta be on time. You have to, you have to want it. Mm -hmm. These people don't want it. And I feel like like, just off that, you know what I mean? It gives me that motivation to keep pushing, you know, stay humble. You know what I mean? Just That's something where, like, every day, you know, when I hear Tony A or other podcasts and you see some of these guests, I can tell that some, they're not motivated or some that just, like, they, I'm sorry for, sorry for if this is being disrespectful, not to you, but to some that they're kind of half-assing it. Yeah. Like I said, this is all I got, Steven. This is all I got. I'm out of my family. I'm, I'm, I can go do anything in the world. Mm -hmm. I can do anything. There's no limitations. I've never been, I've never had limits on my life. When I did the graffiti, I wanted to be the craziest graffiti artist and do the most. I did the most. <laughs> when I was gangbanging the streets, I wanted to be the hardest. I wanted to do the most. Now that I'm a father, I want to go crazy. I want to do the most. You know what I'm saying? With my music, I want to go crazy and do the most. It never changed. My direction, my focus never changed. It just, uh, it's, I mean, my uh, energy never changes. My focus changed. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, we good, we good. We're good. Nah, it's all good. So, um, 
I know, yeah. We spilled the beer. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. We just a little quick drop. That's how motivated he is. Nah, 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 <laughs> it's all good, dude. That's, that's what happens when you talk with your hands and yeah. you have something in your hand. <laughs> yeah, I talk like that with my head, too. I'm like, why did I have that? Why did I hold that beer? And I'd be like, man, I got too, I got, I got too nah, like, nah, angry. Nah, we good, we good, we good. I just, nah. I just get aggressive when I talk, so it's like... <laughs> And we are back, everyone. We had a little technical difficulty, one of the beers spilled, but you know what? It's all good. It's all good. I like Gutta Gun. He had, he's all emotional, but you know what? He has that passion. He's like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to fucking make it and shit. I was going to talk to you. Uh, I always see a lot of your videos. You're over there at, at Anchor's Liquor. Oh, man. Anchor Liquor. It's my backyard. I grew up, I, my, my, the street I grew up on is right behind it, Maiden mm -hmm. Avenue. So it's like, that's my backyard. I grew up there. I, don't, I, caught, my, I caught my case in that parking lot. Uh... Man, I got so many memories, bro. I, I can sit here and go crazy, man. That's that's home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely home. 234th in Maine. That's why I called the album that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I had my album release party. That's why I did it like that. You know what I mean? That's 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 home. <laughs> you know, man. And, and that's the thing. And that's where it's over there. It's always hot over there, huh? Yeah, it's bad. Damn. It gets ugly. I want to talk about a little bit like with your social media. Because I always see it like you're just posting videos. You're just... I think with a lot of these days, you got to really, really get after it. And, you know, I just want to say congrats, man. You know, you, I see the numbers, man. I saw the numbers. You know, you got to be a, you got to be open to exploring and breaking out of your comfort zone, you know? I tried the TikTok. It just didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. um, a good person told me straight up. They're like, hey, you know what? If you have a social media that works for you, work on that social media. Everything else, eventually, it will catch you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, for sure, I'm going to do that. Like, that's when I want to build my YouTube channel, you know? I don't even have a thousand subscribers on my YouTube channel yet, you know what I'm saying? I got good numbers, but I'm working on it. You know what I mean? I'm working on it. Uh -huh. But Instagram, someone had told me, though, like, you know, like, they're trying to compete with TikTok. They started doing the reels, you know what I mean? The real remixes and all that good shit, you know? And I think it was like a month ago on a Sunday, I just did a little remix. I realized you could do it. I found out how to do it, and I did it. We're almost at 13 million views on that remix, bro. I've gained over 20,000 followers in the last month, bro. Organic followers. I got over 12 million, 13 million impressions on my Instagram over the last 30 days. Like, this is real growth. You know what I mean? Like, people say, oh, we go viral. I went viral. I gained traction to my actual page. They got to see who Gutta Gone was. They came, they seen, oh, this dude is not a guy who does reactions on, on Instagram or on TikTok. This is a rapper. I and uh, you know my boys told me like I went out of my element. I did something different, and it hit. I put the right hashtags. I caught the right algorithm. So now I just been working off my Instagram. You know what I mean? That that's what works for me, and the people love it. So let's just keep it going. And that's the thing I like. Like having it organic because there's some people out there are paying to get those grams. Get those. Oh, I have followers. a lot of friends around me who paid for their followers, and I don't know what people do and, that for. And I'm and I'm passing them up organically, and it must suck to feel that way, you know. But they like. The people that I really rock with, we don't do no fake nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going down like that. Like, we're not having no fake followers. We're not buying no, like, I'll pay for you. I'll pay for Google ads and Google marketing because that's the, that's the nowadays marketing. But I'm not going to go pay some scammer to run up my shit with some bots, you know? Because mm -hmm. I notice, like, I see some that, oh, this person has over 50,000K followers, but he only has nine likes. Yeah. yeah, the numbers. Yeah, the numbers are weird. 
But like me, for example, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get no 24,000 views on every shit because people are watching the reels. Like, you look at the reels numbers and you'll see the numbers, you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But like, and it gives you the option to see someone else's numbers on their reels so you get to see it yourself. Oh, I never knew that. I but you have to, well, I, like, I tell everybody that I fuck with because I don't hold shit back. I'm not going to sit here and be the guy that has all these secrets that don't tell nobody because someone might hear it and think they got it figured out and not apply it. Some guy might need to hear that knowledge, apply it, and they might work off it. Okay. So you have to use Instagram, the homepage, the stories, the IG live, everything you do, you have to use it as a different entity. Everything has to play its role. You have to, that's that's what I've been doing. I post on my page, I post on my story, I post on the on the reels, I do the IG live, you know what I mean? And then the store. I haven't tapped into the store, it's coming soon, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to use all of them at once. You have to learn how to use the machine. And then once you know that, you become the machine. Mm-hmm. Once you know how to operate it, now you run it. Mm. Mm. Easy money. Easy money. See, you're getting a free lesson right here, man. It's all about the social media, you know? Um, now that you see a lot of people coming, making Harbor Area, South Bay, I mean, now it's, it's, it's our time now. Yeah. Like anyone from music, from artists to to podcasts. I mean, we're all making a name for ourselves. Yeah, man, we we in the Harbor area right now. My boys building their studios as we speak. Mm, damn. Yeah, my dogs out here building their studio as we speak. Like it's it's growth. Like we're doing something over here that that has you know it's been done before. Excuse me. Don't it, people from the Harbor area have been making noise for a very long time. It just we, may, we might not have got the love we deserve, or or individuals were repping their. Their city, you know what I'm saying? They're repping their city. Mm-hmm. But as right now, we got something real smooth on the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Harbor area, we, we definitely got some shit on the way. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to listen <coughs> to some new people. I think we were talking earlier. like Just the realest shit since Chicano rap in the Harbor area. Yeah, we the realest shit since Chicano rap in the Harbor area. Straight up. Like, remember, man. Yeah, we, we uh, like I said, I'm 29. I'm not the biggest fan of Chicano rap. You know what I mean? But... We, we, we're definitely making some noise. You know what I mean? There's something going on over here. And that's the thing I like. You know, you see a lot of people. I mean, I remember when I had MC Poncho and he was talking about it. It's like, there's going to be some changes. And that's what I want to see. I, yeah. I can't wait for that. I actually never met him, so I, I will be meeting him on the 12th. Uh, Harbor Area Influence. We have a big event. It's right here in San Pedro at Toberman. Um, if you guys follow my Instagram, uh, or I will be sending it to Steven. He'll be posting it. It's on uh, June 12th. It's a Saturday. It's an all-day event. Nine till we don't know when. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hosted by my boy, man. He's fucking doing great things. Influence area. He got a great brand going on. He got the whole Harbor area out here. Hell yeah. And uh, I'll be able to meet uh, Pancho then. You know what I mean? And, I'll, and he'll be able to see what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I get to perform that night. You know what I mean? I, what? I, 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 yeah, I'm going to do it for the area. Yeah, I'm going to throw some songs out there for the area. I have to do it. It's only right. Babe, Canto Las Vegas. <laughs> Cause I'm going to Las Vegas for my birthday. I want to see what's up. No, no, you got to go to your birthday, man. Las Vegas, you know why? Because I only been, I only been in Las Vegas one time. No, nah, family comes first, bro. Things like this are gonna happen forever. This is not my. This is not the first time nor the last time I'll be doing something like this, man. Mm-hmm. Steven, you'll never, you'll definitely have a chance to catch me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're also gonna be in Vegas, mm-hmm. July 10th at the Cannabis Awards. You know what I'm saying? I'm headlining. You know what I mean? Not the main headliner, but I'm definitely a headliner. Uh, ticket sales are going crazy. The ticket link is in my bio. You know what I mean? You can tap in right now. You know what I mean? Uh, it's going up. Can't wait. Going back, 
when did you start like just have you always been writing verses when you're like when you're when you're young back no, in the day? No, 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 I freestyle. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I was a freestyler. Okay. Easy, yeah. I like that. I like I like people who freestyle just you just coming up with shit like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I had that. I had a lot of inspiration through uh, rap, hip hop, music, just music in general, and freestyling was like a, the norm for me. Like I would just uh like I said, I was young, you know, drinking 40, 15 years old, smoking my little, smoking my little swishers and shit, doing my little thing, and I'm freestyling with the homies, and you know, it just it became a, it became something. And at one point, it was like, hey, bro, you gotta take that serious. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, correct, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but your inspiration was DMX, right? No, 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 no. Um, I heard, I def- I heard something no, like I'm that. I'm definitely, definitely DMX played a big role because just the. the once I learned my voice and the the mm. raw, it was a big like all right, more of a DMX, Scarface. Like I got these artists gotcha. that I was I was like, this is what your this is what your tone does to people. And then I would listen to the music and I was like, okay. And I hear my music and I'd be like, oh damn, like I hear what they're saying. But like I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like I'm a big Nas fan. Oh wow. Yeah. So my brother, my brother was a skater. He was heavy on Nas and uh, like my brother was my big homie. You know what I mean? That's why I looked up to. He didn't live with me. <clears throat> he lived with our biological father. So I mean, so. Uh, I live with my stepfather and my mom, you know what I mean? And we grew up like that. And uh, every time he came around, I would be inspired, you know what I mean? I look up to him, you know what I mean, when I had him there, you know, because I didn't have him there all the time. So his music was one thing that he would leave behind on his MP3 player. So I would have his MP3 player. I'd be at the park on my uh, basketball practices, baseball practices, football practice, whatever the fuck I'm doing. But I'm at the park and I got his little MP3 player with his little headphones. And uh, people might not know, but like they'll try on the funky homo sapien, 93 till... Uh, Souls of Mischief, like wow. my, my, my brother was big on that. So, Damn. like, like uh, Deltron 3030, you know what I mean? That's one of my favorite albums, and people don't even know that about me, you know. Damn. And uh, and then definitely Tupac, and then then it comes on Biggie, and then it just it was a trickle effect. But you can't forget about the Sublime and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and my dad, they were in the soft rock. They did the Led Zeppelin, Leonard Skinner. There was a band out of the Harbor area. They called the Regulators. They were an old school rock band out of the city. Those are my uncles. You know what I mean? They went big. They went oh, on wow. tour with Kid Rock, Bullet Bullet Boys. They went big. You know what I mean? And we're young kids running around these events when we're little ass kids. You know what I mean? Like we, I grew up around it. Music was always in me. The the rock star lifestyle was always in my family. It was normal. You know, I just I just applied it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But the music was always there. But then uh, when it really happened, then my dad died. You know, when I was fourteen, and uh, <clears throat> I became a little Wayne fan, and uh. His music changed my life. You know what I mean? The way he delivers his music, the way he speaks. I became a big fan. I'm not going to say I idolized the man, but I really respect his delivery. I respect his story. Um, and it turned me into the artist that I was, you know, from then on out. And every artist under him, I'm big influenced by Drake. I don't. I can show you my phone right now. I don't have none of his music saved on my shit. But I fuck with his music when it comes on. People say I have a big similarity. I definitely, his old shit, I know all of his lyrics because they're so catchy. Mm-hmm. If you don't know a Drake lyric, then you probably weren't listening to the radio. You know what I mean? It comes up. But it's like Nicki Minaj, the Tiger, everybody under them. You know what I mean? Like Lil Wayne's movement. You know I mean, not, not the Cash Money, Birdman did his shit, but the Young Money movement, you know? And that, that shit, that, and, and I, it gave me something to focus on. I don't know, like, if you remember Team Backpack? Man. They were a cipher. It was a website, and uh, I used to watch these ciphers, bro. You know what I mean? Like the cipher affair, all these things. You know, I used to be big on this shit. And then I just used to get deeper and deeper and research and research. And that's how I found that love, bro. You know what I mean? Just Damn. And then my freestyles were just all natural. And once I really found out who I was and what I wanted to be in the music, everything was just easy. Yeah, because I see a lot of your videos and you're just like, 
you're just flowing. It's like, whoa. And that's the thing I like, you know? Yeah, it's from the heart. And it's, it's when I, because I, I mean, right now with the music I listen to, I listen to a lot of like Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs is dope as fuck, man. Gangsta Gibbs, we're, we're bumping his shit when he came out. You know what I mean? Like, people don't know, but like 2012, like the whole East Coast, Beast Coast movement, the Freddie Gibbs, the Action Bronsons, the, the Absols, all that, that, that was like a really shaped a different part of me as an artist because at that time, me and my homegirl were called the minority. Shout out to Ida, you know what I'm saying? We were the minority and we were doing this music at the same exact time as them with the same mind frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could find all our music anywhere, our, our single uh, Game Boys to Gunplay, the minority, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. <clears throat> and uh, I felt like I was always right there with them. And then I went to prison. Mm-hmm. And then back where we were talking about when I came back, there was that big generational gap. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. I saw, just noticed the video and uh, you had a, a UFC a celebrity, uh, Brian Ortega, ain't built like this. Oh, yeah, That man. thing's hard. Yeah, man. Built like, this, built like this was a crazy story, how it came about, man. I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, I'm very thankful for that song, man. Uh, the production, just everything all around. You know, the video, good, the, the feedback, the people. You know what I mean? Uh, Brian good, Ortega, man. though, man, he's a real champ. He's from our area. We grew up together with the same high schools, our... Same junior high, same high schools, you know what I mean? Something like that. And uh, just the love is there, you know? The respect is very mutual, and I appreciate everything he does, you know what I mean? I got to watch him live fight in Vegas. Mm-hmm. He got to watch me live perform at the Nova, my biggest show. Yeah. You know, like, he's a good dude, you know what I mean? And I, rec- I recommend if you don't watch the UFC, but you're from the Harbor area, if you ever hear about Brian Ortega fighting or anything like that, tune in, buy that pay-per-view, because you're supporting someone from this area, you know what I mean? They came up from nothing. You know what I mean? He's about his family, just like I am. You know, like <clears throat> that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the like harbor. Ultimate fighter. Yeah, you oh, got yeah. the ultimate fighter right now. Yep, yep. With the dude that has the belt. Yeah, and he's gonna beat him too. And when that happens, you know what I mean? I hopefully that that fight comes a little bit after that. You know what I'm saying? I hope I hope after this ultimate fighter that fight comes because we need to bring the belt back to the harbor, and that's how I feel. Ooh. I gotta bring the trophy to the harbor. You know what I'm saying? That's not for me. It's for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I do this shit for us, so don't ask me why. You know what I mean? <laughs> for the people, man. Be the yeah. people's champ, dude. Yeah, for sure. It's never about me. It's always about us. Yeah. It might seem selfish because mm-hmm. I'm grinding hard. Oh, yeah. And you don't grind as hard or you yeah. are not ready to open up your mind to do something different than the norm. Doesn't mean I'm not doing it for us. Mm-hmm. It might seem like I'm doing it for me, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it for us. You know I mean, up. I'm 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 gonna give back to this community. That's what's you know what up. I mean? And that's a, that's the next question. Now that you're, you're you're you know you're bringing a team. I know you know you're you're working with Brody B, the the Grammy Award producer, and also uh, we talked about earlier. You know, just us. You know, let's talk about them. Yeah. So Brody B, man, uh, he's just someone that I've been blessed to come across in my life. Um, he grew up. He uh, he hung out with my neighbors on my neighborhood right by Anchor Liquor. Um, He's a good dude. He, he he had his hand in music, man. He's done his things. He has his accomplishments. Um, multiple Grammys. Uh, and in person, he's a humble dude. Mm-hmm. I was doing my War Wounds video shoot. Mm. And uh, he had pulled up, man. And he, he pulled up. He pulled up in the in his roles, man. He pulled up. He, pulled, he, he made it what it was, man. He brought the energy. He helped out with everything we had going. And uh, after that, we hit the studio. We were chilling at the local spot. We used to uh, kick it when we were kids. We were just chilling out, drinking a little, drinking a little alcohol. COVID just hit. Everything just shut down that weekend. That was a Saturday. Everything shut down that Friday. Um, I believe it was like the 14th of 
shit, March or something like that last year. <clears throat> we head to the studio and uh, we just started going in. The first couple of shit, we actually rode there together I, I, from the spot I rode with Brody and I told him what I wanted to do. I told him what I had went through and we'll get to that when I talk about Just Us. Yeah. And uh, he just wasn't like, he told me, I got you, you know, we pulled to the studio, we started working and then the first beat he made, you know, the first thing I said, I just went with the, I went with the beat, I, you ain't built like this. He looked back at me and it's easy. I wrote four bars and I made that the hook. Um, it was a blessing, you know what I'm saying? And we'll get back to that, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that was just a big thing to me. And he, um, Brody, Brody tapped in. Brody gave me the budget for the video. Oh wow! Yeah, Brody definitely gave me and my dog uh, YDM. Shout out to YDM. I didn't. Uh, basically, YDM was the feature on that, so we was right there together. I don't mean to cut off my brother at all. So we right there with my brother YDM. We did that, you know what I mean? Uh, Brody actually thought it was YDM's video shoot. He didn't even know what was going on. He was just driving by the area. He was in Long Beach or something like that. So he had pulled up. And then, and me, YDM, shout out to my brother Young Dips Maiden, he, uh, he was the first one that, that I knew to take music serious and take it to a new level with Brody, you know what I mean? Doing things I got to watch, witness. But my, uh, my doing what I did with music was different at one point, back with the minority, and then got to kind of blend with them and then go back to the minority, and I got to see a little bit more of what rap was. And this is me growing in music, and... Uh, we were there chilling, you know what I mean? And then, uh, fucking, he gave us the budget for the video. Shout out to my boy, Sammy.com. He's from Wilmington. I gave him my vision. He made it happen. You know what I mean? And uh, I hit up Brian. <clears throat> Actually, the craziest part about this story, bro. <clears throat> I was in the hospital having my baby. Oh, wow. It was COVID. My, we went on a Thursday night. Uh, we didn't know we went on a Sunday night. We didn't leave till Thursday. Um, I was on the phone... A lot doing this, planning this video out. Uh, budget came, everything went good, bro. I had my kid that following weekend, right after I had my baby. Um, got two, to, got, two blessings. Yeah, got, got to the music, we did the music video. We had a two day shoot, everything went great. Um, I believe in timing, I believe in hard work and dedication, and I believe everything happens for a reason. Brody pulled up on a, I wouldn't say a fluke, but Brody just pulled up to be a, bring his energy, seeing what I had going. And he told me, I told him what I wanted to do. He said he wanted to be a part of it. I didn't see it at that moment. But he gave me that, uh, the album that I was talking to be, that the album that I wanted to do at the end of the year that I was telling him about, he ended up giving me two tracks that I didn't even think about until when I did it. That uh, then That's when I learned that everything doesn't happen right when you want it. That music, you might do a song a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Um, you gotta know the timing. Timing is everything. And uh, I learned a lot from that situation. Yeah, that, and that, and that, that's a very important thing. Timing is everything and stuff. You just can't rush everything in and stuff. But yeah, that timing, timing's always a big must. Yeah, and then, and then back to flash forward, you know what I mean? Um, 2019, give or take. <clears throat> I was making music, you know, I was doing the minority thing. I had my little team at the time. We we're doing live shows. I did a lot of shows. I did over like 40 shows. I was killing it, you know. I, I feel like I made my presence in this rap game, but um, I just wasn't... My production level, my creation level, my uh, I wasn't pumping it out as I should. Uh, we had one more little stunt with my team, you know what I mean? And there was a big fallout. I don't want to get too much details, you know what I mean? We just, uh, everyone makes their decision. And uh, we, we got to that point. Um, I knew rap wasn't over for me. I just didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know how I was going to go about it. You were like more, kind of more like a crossroad, huh? Yeah, I was at, a, you know, I was at my, I, I was my peak, you know what I mean? I was at my, uh, my, my, 
I was at that moment. You know what I mean? Like that decision-making moment. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And uh, basically, I made the decision that I made, so I had to roll with it. Yeah. So with that, um, the studio that we're in right now, the Just Us Studio, K13, mm-hmm. my dog Jay Solo hit me up. You know, he wanted to work. And uh, I had booked him for a show when we were doing the Harbor Dreams uh, events. And we'll get more into that next time we get next time we have that a podcast. That was a couple weeks, huh? Uh, no, Harbor Dreams was a was a, like about nine months. It was an ongoing event. I saw you at another event. Yeah, that was probably something else. Yeah, we, it was a cannabis event that we were doing. It was something whole, totally different. But uh, mm-hmm. we had booked that for a show. You know, I just kind of showed them where we're at. You know what I mean? The in the area, Carson, Wilmington. You know, there's always a little tension everywhere if you grow up on the hood side. Yeah. So uh, just breaking that barrier that I did, I felt like he was doing the same thing on his end, and uh, we made that happen. And uh, it was it was love, you know, and um, them opening their doors to me, and and allowing me to bring my energy into their room was a big thing for me. Like people could look back, like or they could look at. It, I don't know their opinion, you know. Like they they had their opinion, but I came in ready to work. I wanted yeah. I don't want to waste anybody's time. I wanted to show them this is how I take my music. I, I don't want to, because I didn't know what I was up against. You know what I mean? And uh, that right there set me on a journey. We had a follow up. We had a follow up session the next week. He told me straight up, look, bro, if you have anything to record, go for it. We weren't able to get anything done. So I went at it. You know what I mean? And uh, I just went crazy, bro. It was just, it was a start of something. That's what started War Wounds. That's what started the EP. That's what started everything, you know? And uh, they saved my rap career. Just Us, you know, from Wilmington, California, saved my rap career. Just Us, yeah. For opening up the doors to me. And uh, showing me that uh, I made the decision to, to cut the toxic out of my life. I'm not a perfect person. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not, I'm far from perfect No one's perfect But uh, I wake up every day With the good intention To uh, make better For my life And my kids And my family mm-hmm. So if you don't have That same intention Then I just can't be around you mm-hmm. <clears throat> And people letting me In their door like that bro Is just uh, They're forever grateful um, Every song we ever do That's them They uh, Features for life <laughs> Yeah That's awesome man Yeah it's my brothers You know what I mean Like allowing me to do this Right now They're setting up Their studio as we speak You know what I mean mm-hmm. Allowing me to do this I got my other homies in the next studio we were supposed to do it at, working on beats. So it's like, mm-hmm. if uh, the machine's going to work and, and they're allowing me to let my machine work, then I'm going to allow my machine to benefit them as well. Yeah, man. You know? There, I saw a video called Something About L.A. Oh, Woo. yeah. Woo. So. That's a good one. Around the time I was doing my project, I started doing paid features. Uh, one month I did $100 features, then it was $200 features, then it was $300 features. Now my price is 1000 you know what I'm saying? No lower than a thousand. I might work with you depending on the locations of the videos and stuff like that. But the thousand comes with the video appearance. You know what I'm saying? Behind the scenes videos on my end. You know what I mean? It comes with something. You know, oh, yeah. uh, definitely mad promotion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Promoted like it's my own song. Uh, but one of the guys that picked up on the $200 feature, which was those guys, uh, the dude that wrote the hook, my boy Gio. One of my heavy producers, engineers, mix and masters. He has his hand on a lot of my music. He did made Fresh Off Pro 2, mm-hmm. War Wounds, uh, War Wounds EP, not War Wounds, but a lot of, some of the other things on my album, Firecracker. Uh, man, I, you can name it. I have a lot of songs that are from Geo in my sleep, War Wounds, you know what I mean? And, uh, shit, I got a little sidetracked. Rooms, yeah, uh, like and also what the, that's what happens when you smoke that good. <laughs> now the video and stuff. That's one like you're in a straight jacket. Yeah, man, we was in the hood. I was like, whoa, okay, with the face mask, okay. No, yeah, but where were we at though? What did I get sidetracked? At? I like to go back to go back to war rooms. 
Yeah, we was doing War Wounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, back to Gio. But, yeah, so we were doing the video. War Wounds, man. Uh, we were doing the video with my boy Predominance. They're, they're a hip-hop group out of R2. Mm -hmm. There's a Kid Abstract, Predominance, DJ Million Faces. Um, the Harbury, I grew around hip-hop groups. Mm -hmm. heavy, heavy graffiti, hip-hop influence where I grew up. Mm -hmm. My influence from the Nas and the stuff that I grew up made yes. me the rapper I am. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? The the versatility, my mm -hmm. the structure, the way I structure my bars, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But uh, we're doing the uh, we have a song appetite. Oh, you're talking about the back to the feature. That's what we was talking about. So we did a paid feature. They tapped in for the something about LA. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, they hit me up months later to do the video. I hit up Jen from Fashion Town. I was, they, dudes were talking about doing a video. Fashion Town, yeah. yeah, I hit up Jen. We did that. We knocked it out. I did my, my part for them. They did their scene. I did mine. We brought it together. And uh, it's working, bro. They, they put the right money, the marketing behind it. And uh, it's love. You know what I mean? I got love for those dudes. You know what I mean? It's good business. That's what comes when you fuck with good or gone. It's good business. You buy a feature from me, it comes with more than just 16 bars. <clears throat> you got to, you, gotta, you, you know what I mean? You, you open a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And... Uh, that only you can cut yourself off from. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, back to the war wounds, man. The war wounds video. We was on the. We were doing my appetite video. My, my homie Predom featuring me, and uh, I was on the rooftop, and I was like, "Hey guys, like my next video, my next uh, EP, I'm gonna call it War Wounds," because I feel like you know everything I've been through is a. Uh, you know what I mean? I, my life has been a war, and I wanted to emphasize that, and I wanted to talk about what I've been through. You know what I mean? And uh, they got to capture that concept. Or the same guys as my boy Sammy shot the video. And then uh, my boy Kevin was like, uh, you stole the straight jacket on with the paint that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to sit in the middle of the hood. <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean? I did that. And then, then the second verse, I wanted to be everybody in all black and just being right there on a serious note. You know what I mean? Like everyone being in their, in their, on their level. Mm -hmm. And it worked out. Like I said, back to when Brody pulled up. Mm -hmm. So everything's full circle. Mm -hmm. Just us open their doors. It gave me the sense of urgency to get my music done. There was a possibility. I had more resources. The people that I fell out with no longer mattered to me. Brody came along. Album dropped. Radio DJ started picking up. You're here. People are buying their features. No questions yeah, asked. Bless you, Ron. My family's good. My kids are old. My kids are growing happy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Their dad's here. I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Life, you can't complain. There's things I could complain about, but... It's good, bro. It's good. And plus the Lakers and the, and the Dodgers won the World Series and the championship. Man. And even though I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> uh, we're we're going we're gonna to leave that out this podcast. <laughs> yeah. hey, we, hey, we're crappy this year, man. It's all good. But we're almost getting to the end. Uh, do you have any, any last words or anything's coming up or any shout outs? Uh, I just want to shout out the movement. The Harbor area, man. Everyone doing their thing. I got a show on July 10th at the Cannabis Awards in Las Vegas. Like I said, the ticket link is in my bio. I would love to see you guys out there. Um, I have exclusive merch dropping for that event. Uh, I got new music on the way. Shit, by the time we air this, the song should be coming out. Mm -hmm. um, new production, new videos, new moves. Follow me on Instagram. G-U-T-T-A-G-O-N-E. Shout out to Justice for letting us do this in their studio. Shout out to K13 Studios. Um, my brother YDM, my homegirl EADA, my boy EJ Sosha, Predominance, everyone I rock with, my boy Ricky Hustle, hope you feel better, fool, my DJ Flesh, my boy Fresh Coast Carson, 
You know what I'm saying? All the clothing brands I rock with. There's a lot of people out there I want to name. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably going to forget some names. and trying to get them all out. But without them, there would be no me. Mm -hmm. I appreciate everyone for their time, dedication, my family. But yeah, by the time you hear this, or by the time this shit surface, we're going to be on to big and better things. Uh, I just hit the chills right now because I feel it. <laughs> Steven, we're going to be doing a recap within a year or so. Yeah. Talking about my accomplishments. We're going to have your videos going. We're going to do a live visual. Mm -hmm. I see it in my head right now. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, life is good, man. And number one, I want to thank God. You know what I'm saying? God is good. I had to get all that out the way because it's, it's hard to meditate. You know, I don't want to forget nobody, but God, number one. You know what I mean? Without him, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Without that, con people call it your conscience. You know what I mean? That's God. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say best of luck. So I'm, I'm just going to say you're going to fucking kick ass. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I just want to say, man, thank you for coming on the Mega Mass podcast. And I'm, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get you on it next time. Do a visual. And uh, where can everyone follow you at? On Instagram. Man, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, mm. any platform. You know what? Make it real easy. I'm the only gutter gone in the world. G-U-T-T-A-G-O-N-E. Google it, bitch. It's gutter. <laughs> gutter, baby. And you have it here first. Everyone, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please bring a review on Apple Podcasts. Once again, follow my boy, gutter gone. He's fucking killing it. Shout outs to everyone who's going to be listening to this podcast. Shout outs to the Harbor area, the South Bay, all over the world. Uh, shout outs to my lady, my kids, and everyone. Once again... Mega Man Gutta Gone is out. Later.